Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Pennsylvania. This is the Big Fib. And now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the probiotic and antimicrobial preservation of truth and the sour and sodium-filled mason jar of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Wait, you're holding up two fingers. Okay, Lisa, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say peace? It's a very nice sentiment, but I'd rather use your words instead of carrying on with this charade. Uh, You're putting up your finger on your nose, which would mean that I said the right thing if we were playing charade. Oh, charades! Okay, I see. Two fingers. Two fingers means two words. Okay, first word. First word, yes, okay. You're holding your hand behind your ear as if you're listening to... Oh, oh, okay. Uh, finger on nose. Listening. Short, shorter, shorter word. Listen. Oh, now longer. Listens. Uh, okay, you're moving on. You don't like that. Okay, now two fingers. Second word. You're shrugging your shoulders. You don't know something. Um, okay, uh, who knows? Uh, be- beats me. Uh, no. Okay, now you're raising your hand. You want me to call on you. This isn't school, Lisa. Okay, don't give me that look. I'm doing my best here. Raising your hand. You want to say something? No. You want to ask me something? Yes? Oh, okay. What is it? Um... Question. I have a question, Deborah. That's why I'm raising my hand, and the first word is listener. Uh, Oh, I get it. You have a listener question. Well, sure, now that I spelled it out for you. All right, all right. Well, just let's get on with it then. Okay, but I am definitely not inviting you to the charades tournament next Tuesday, okay? (laughs) Okay. Now then. Listener question. It's an email, so I'll just print it out. Ow! Ow! Oh, oh. no. Oh. My printer is uh, not feeling great. I got to get that looked at. Can you get that for me? Sure, sure. Ow! Oh, no. All right. So this email is from Aaliyah, and Aaliyah writes, Will you please start giving shout-outs to people who send kind messages? Oh, that's sweet. Oh, yeah, sure. I uh, I can do that. So my first shout out goes to the utility company for sending me my electric bill. Got to keep the old hard drive operational. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so much obliged, electric company. And let's see. Oh, yeah. Another shout out goes to the people down at Ted's Gutter Cleaning Service. They sent me this coupon to get my gutters cleaned. I absolutely love a clean gutter. Okay, Lisa, I think Aaliyah is suggesting that you give a shout out to any of our listeners who say hi or who might say nice things about you or the show. Oh, oh, that kind of shout out. Huh. Let me look through my archives. Wow, there are a lot of really, really kind messages. Kids who listen to the show are, I would say they're really swell. Agreed. Tell you what, Aaliyah, I'm going to start by giving a shout out to you. 
Aaliyah. For this very thoughtful request. You, my friend, are a kind person, and I appreciate you. That was really sweet, Lisa. Well, don't sound so surprised, Deborah. Apologies. Anyway, I don't mind occasionally sharing the spotlight with our listeners. So, you know, let's keep the kindness coming. Well said. And would you kindly tell everyone how our game works? I can, and I shall, and I will, and I am. <laughs> Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, meaning a previous pert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one, and we're talking no one, we have years of evidence on this. <laughs> no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about pickles, food that has been soaked in brine or vinegar. And we're going to learn all about pickles along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old whose most favorite thing is his sea glass collection, Ronan Reese. Hi, Ronan. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm so glad. Tell us about your sea glass collection. Where do you find sea glass? The main place where I recommend is Angel Island because I found like nine pounds of sea glass. Nine pounds? I don't even know. I just assume. (laughs) (laughs) And sea glass isn't like sharp. Is that right? Yeah, it's not sharp. Because sea glass is when the glass crashes along the waves and then the sharp corners mm-hmm. dull in and become like these little curves. Wow. And they are lots of pretty colors, aren't they? Yeah. The rarest colors you can find are red, yellow, and blue. Ooh. Very good. Okay, well... We actually want to learn a little bit more about you, Ronan, but we're going to do it playing our game Two Truths and a Lie. So you are going to share with us three things about yourself. Two of those things will be true, one of them will be a lie, and then we're going to try to figure out which one is the lie. So Ronan, in no particular order, what are your two truths and one lie? I hate climbing trees, Mm. I invented a new type of math, and I like sponges. (laughs) I think these are all equally believable and unbelievable, don't you think, Lisa? Yeah, I could understand why you would think that. (laughs) Ronan, may I ask a clarifying question here? Are we talking about sponges in the sink or sponges in the ocean? Sink. Sink. To wash dishes. Yeah, oh yeah, I got it, yeah. All right, well, that one is the lie because no one likes sponges. They're so gross. They're really, really gross, and they smell gross, (laughs) and they look gross. And they are gross, and I don't mind saying it. I'm just going to (laughs) say, that's the lie. They're gross. I don't know. They're kind of squishy and fun and cool looking, and I don't know if I agree with you. So are dogs, and they smell fine. Uh, Not all dogs smell fine, but okay. All right. Lisa thinks that's the lie. Ronan's going to tell us which one of those things is actually the lie. I hate climbing trees. Oh, Lisa. What? You got it incorrect. He likes sponges. I didn't mean to yuck (laughs) your yum. I'm sorry. Okay, well, first of all, he loves climbing trees. That makes sense. And you like sponges. What do you like about sponges? I don't know. (laughs) You just do. You're just a fan. Why should you have to explain yourself? You just do. Okay, well, we're going to play this game and learn about pickles. Do you like pickles? 
Yes, I love them. Great. This is perfect. This is a perfect episode for you. Well, let's see if we can learn some fun facts about pickles. And we are going to welcome our experts who will share their knowledge with us. So, Lisa, can you please play us a welcome song for our pickles experts? Crunch, 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 crunch. What's that noise? I think it's pickle eating. Crunch, 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 crunch. What's that noise? I already told you it's pickle eating. Why do you keep asking me? Didn't you believe me the first time? Yeah. Very nice. Thank you so much. Our first expert is Bruce Litwin. Bruce, please introduce yourself to Ronan. Hi, Ronan. Bruce Litwin here. Uh, Pleasure to meet you. I am the co-owner of The Pickle Depot. Ooh, thank you very much. Let's meet our second expert, Karen Solomon. Karen, please introduce yourself to Ronan. Hello, Ronan. I am Karen Solomon, and I have written four books about pickles and food preservation. It is great to meet you. All right, then. Tell us about that tangy tune, Lisa. I'm serving up the tangles. That is correct. It is hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Ronan's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Well, this one is not really up to me. It's according to the Big Fib bylaws. Anyone named Bruce has to go first because their first name is Bruce. I see. I didn't get those bylaws, but thank you very much. Yeah, those are the bylaws. Bruce goes first. All right, Ronan, what is your first question for Bruce? What is a day at your job like? Well, overall, what we do here, we sell pickles and we help others do their own pickling at home. So Mm. the way I look at it is my day breaks down into three basic categories, right? I have our providers, our staff, and our customers. So our providers, all those people that are getting us our produce, getting us those cucumbers or any other fruits or vegetables, getting us our vinegar, getting us our calcium chloride. You know, who gets us that kind of stuff? Who gets us our jarring equipment? All right. And then we spend time with our staff, all the workers that are here doing the canning and the merchandising for the shop. And then it's customers. I help them find the right pickle or maybe answer their questions on their own technique at home, all that stuff. So we're there to help the world on all things pickle. Very nice. Okay. This one is for both of you. How did you become an expert and did you have to study or train for it? So I think that I got into pickling and food preservation because someone made for me a salad in which they made their own salad dressing. And I, at the time, had no idea you could make your own salad dressing. I thought that was just a thing that you got out of a bottle in the refrigerator door. And when I started making my own salad dressing, I realized I could make other stuff too, like ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise and jam and, of course, pickles. So I just started reading a whole bunch about it and experimenting in the kitchen, cutting up things, leaving them for different times, trying different flavor and taste combinations. And I just kind of taught myself. Very cool. So our shop used to be a grocery store. It used to be more like a specialty grocery store. And then over time, I took it over with now my wife and I, we co-own it. And we wanted to go even more specific and more specialized because people were liking the different products we had that were more on the produce side of life. And so We turn into that. And you bring up a good question about school and training. So sadly, there isn't a pickle school. Darn it. But you do have to take courses. So, I mean, I had to take training classes in things like salination, refrigeration, prognostication, jar maintenance, all these things that become important as you build a business around it. Jar, jarification. Ooh, jarification. Thank you. Yes. 
Yeah. Chew a nation. That's how you chew them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's a training course in chewing. That sounds like a good course. (laughs) This question is for both of you. I read that there was an international pickle festival. Have you ever been? And if so, what was it like? So sadly, no, I've not been. I have heard of this because we have customers. They come in and they talk about it. And so they tell me, and maybe Karen's been, I'd love to hear if this is true. Apparently there are categories for the best looking pickle, the best tasting pickle, the best song about pickles. That's just awesome. Wow. I'm going to (laughs) go. You should go. That sounds like fun. I'd like to hear a lot more songs about pickles. (laughs) Oh! They're slimy, but they're not as gross as you think at first. Then you eat them and you're like, actually, these are good. I can't believe I thought they were so slimy. They're not like tomatoes after all. A record deal for Lisa, please. Nice. I'm going to meet Elvis. Okay, so... Karen? Okay. I have to tell you, Ronan, in all my years, I have never heard of the International Pickle Festival. But that said, there are numerous, hundreds of regional pickle festivals all over the United States and all over the world. And I would just like to share that November 22nd is Kimchi Day. And if I had to think of a singular day that is the celebration of all things pickles. I would have to say that kimchi day is probably that day for me. Wait a minute. That's crazy. Kimchi day is November 20 what? 22nd. Holy cow. Because isn't National Pickle Day November 14th? You know, maybe that is true, but November 22nd is when kimchi enthusiasts all over the world, when they start making their kimchi for the year. You know, surely, Bruce, in your shop, you must have had people in there buying cabbage and gochugaru and garlic and ginger and... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm loving this because we know that the 14th is National Pickle Day. I didn't know that trivia about kimchi. I love it. Okay, those were excellent, excellent questions, Ronan. Excellent. Yes, I learned a lot. I don't know about you. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. 
Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast. And especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Ronan will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, you'll need to combine smarts and speed. All right, Ronan, let's start with Bruce. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions... Now, the word pickle comes from the Dutch and German words for what ingredient? Brine. Name two types of pickles. Sours and bitters. Fact or fib? You can pickle fruits as well as vegetables. That's a fact, but they don't sell as well. What is another term for pickled cabbage? Relish. Name a type of cucumber that is good for pickling because it is dense and less watery than other cucumbers. Greg. <laughs> oh, well, we can do Lisa's option, I would say azaleas. What is an important ingredient in making a kosher dill pickle? Garlic. According to Pickle Packers International, where is the Christmas pickle capital of the world? I'm going to guess Clawson, Tennessee. What are pickles called in Japan? A karifuri. What is another name for the sweet and sour pickles that Cora Fanning used to trade for groceries when she didn't have enough money? Ah, that's a fun one. She would call them bothies. (laughs) And that is time. That's all all the time. Listen, stop it. That's it. (laughs) But we do have more time if we reset the timer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can do it again. Okay, good. Please do so. I'm going to do it. Thank you. All right, Ronan, you can ask Karen your shorts on fire questions now. Which acid is used for pickling? In vinegar pickles, you use vinegar, and in lacto-fermented pickles, it creates it on its own. What do you call the Italian pickle that often contains carrots, peppers, onions, and cauliflower? Giardinaria. What ingredient can make pickles turn dark? Iodized salt. Life experience. Who is the famous female comedian who is known for her crazy hair, wild clothes, and cackling laugh? I don't know, but I'd love to meet her. Where do cucumbers come from originally? Oh, good question. When two cucumbers love each other very much. All right, no, continue. (laughs) Fact or fib? 
Pickles do not need to be canned. Fact. Why are salad cucumbers bad for long-term storage? They are far too watery. How many pickles are in a peck of pickles? Uh, I don't know, a couple thousand? And that is time. That's all the time. Those are hard to say. All of these were like tongue twisters, right, Ronan? You did a great job. Those were hard. Very good. Well done, experts as well. Okay, it's decision time. Ronan must be diligent as he tries to discern fact from fiction. Ronan, who is our big pickles fibber? Karen. Why is Karen our fibber? She didn't know about the pickle festival and she's a pickle expert. So any expert worth her salt would know. Mm-hmm. Okay, will the actual pickles expert please say, I am the pickles expert. I am the pickles oh. expert. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Karen Solomon is an author of cookbooks on food preservation, including Asian pickles and jam it, pickle it, cure it. And she teaches adults and children how to make pickles. You can find her pickle recipes at ksolomon.com. We need to get to the bottom of a lot of these things, don't we, Ronan? Let's do some fact-checking. Karen, what evidence do you have that Bruce was fermenting chaos with lies? Oh, my goodness. Bruce, you're awesome. You had me at prognostication? (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) Prognostication. (laughs) Prognostication. I was dead right there. That was fantastic. And also the Japanese pickles, which are called tsukemono. You called them kashikuri. I can't remember. You made up a great word for that. Uh, Your training about jarification. I think Lisa already called you out on that one. No such thing. You can get your master's in food preservation certification, but not like a real pickling university kind of thing. At least not that I'm aware of. Mm. Okay, well, let's ask Bruce then. How are you gherkin our chain. <laughs> well, at the Pickle Festival, I said they award a best song, which they do not. Ah, They should. I know, but Lisa's ready to go with those. Oh, they're crunchy and they're salty. Are they potato <laughs> chips? No, they're pickles. <laughs> See? <laughs> I mean, on it. He's got a million of them. Wait, where is the International Pickle Festival? It's upstate in New Paltz. Oh, good to know. Okay, put it in your calendar. Mm -hmm. A pickled cabbage. I said it was called relish. That would be sauerkraut, right? Correct, sauerkraut. And then a type of cucumber that is good for pickling because it is dense and less watery. I said azaleas. No. But I like Craig. (laughs) Yeah, Craig is funny. Do you know, Karen, which type of cucumber would be good for pickling then? Yeah, but if you're going to make kosher dills or any kind of pickle for long-term storage, you would want to get a Kirby. Mm -hmm. A Persian can work well, too. Anything that's Mm. smaller and a little drier than a salad cucumber. Good to know. And uh, the Pickle Packers International, I guessed Clawson, Tennessee, because of the brand of pickles Clawson. Sure, of course you did. But it actually does exist, and that would be in Berrien Spring, Michigan. And another name for sweet and sour pickles that Cora Fanning used to trade for groceries when she didn't have enough money. Karen, do you know that? I'm guessing bread and butter. That is correct. Bread and butter pickles. Yeah. So I will also add for all of you that cucumbers originally came from India. Also, 
A peck in the tongue twister Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers is about two gallons, which could be a quarter of a bushel. I think it's not really an exact science. And the last thing I will tell you is that the female comedian who has crazy hair and wild clothes and a cackling laugh is Phyllis Diller. Oh, <laughs> I did not. I was trying yes. to make the connection. <laughs> Which nobody would know anyway. All right. Well, we'll be in a real pickle if we don't wrap it up already. So thanks to our contestant, Ronan, who has an uncanning desire to search for the truth. Thanks to our expert and liar, Karen and Bruce. And thanks to Lisa, whose bread and butter is indeed providing super sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to The Big Fib, where we relish the truth and put a lid on the jar of lies. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. Hey, while you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib. Or, hey, send me questions to answer on the show. Or, hey... Follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, one final pickle song. One, two, one, two, three, four. What am I eating? I've never been sicker. Oh, it's a fish turned into a pickle. Oh, it's gross. Don't eat it. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.